Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. It's Friday. And it's not just any Friday. I've been trying to get back into classic films and dark humor. I either can't find the password, so we're just going to do this. I'm going to talk about classic films and dark humor on the Dr. Zeus Podcast. TCM has been doing a month-long tribute to Paul Newman. Good-looking, but a damn good actor. And I think, you know, people think, oh, he's good-looking, he can't act, don't give him the Oscar. The poor guy did not get an Oscar for 25 fucking years. That's fucked up. Was nominated for producing Rachel Rachel, not nominated for Best Director. I, I look at how Hollywood has an issue with actors directing. But then you look at really famous directors who were actors and turned to directing because they were more successful at it. Sidney Lumet, you know, to name a few. But um, yeah, these Paul Newman films, I've seen Cool Hand Luke. I love Cool Hand Luke. There's actually a history to Cool Hand Luke. Um, I'm near the San Joaquin Delta. If you don't know where that is, Google it. If you're not from California, figure it out. If you are from California, then you know the story. How Cool Hand Luke was filmed out in the islands near the the San Joaquin Delta. Yes. So Paul Newman was throwing those eggs in his mouth. Not too far from us. There's a rich history. Charlie Chaplin used to direct here. Um, I'm not going to give my exact location. Are you kidding me? Heck no. Uh, about 40, no, not 40, 30 something miles from me. Um, George Lucas himself was born and bred, you know, he was born. I don't know if he was bred, a lot of bread, (laughs) you know, now when I hear the term bread or breed, I don't think of cows. I think of something naughty (laughs) that we won't go into. And you know, those were, those were the days those were the days I was watching an old interview with Gore Vidal and he was on David Letterman and they were talking about when he was writing Ben-Hur and how uh, Charlton Heston had this really horrible toupee on because Ben-Hur is basically a gay erotic story. But, you know, uh, I don't think uh, Heston was smart enough to realize that's what he was playing. The homoeroticism, the swig of wine as they, their hands and claps together, staring lovingly into each other's eyes. And then Charlton Heston says, oh, I got a tinkle. Yeah, because, you know, he was not one of the best. And he wasn't on that AFI 100 stars, 100 years list. For I think a reason Because of his NRA bullshit You know But fuck him Like I said This is the Dr. Seuss podcast I don't hold anything back With those stars Same with Vivian Lee. People thought she was just This beautiful actress She couldn't do anything She was a damn good actress And she was Handicapped in a way She was battling mental illness So she's having to juggle All these different characters In her head That's enough to make someone fucking nuts That truly is I mean And and it's unfortunate A lot of these great actors have You know Dementia toward the end So The Dr. Zeus podcast Is brought to you by Just film everything 
I was once consulted, you know, someone I knew was doing a film class that were going to teach it. And they said, what, what would you, what advice do you have? And I said, well, for one, I'm going to tell you to talk about Tarantino. And I know you don't like him. I said, you need to talk about him because he's relevant. Whether you like it or not, I'll bet you half your class is going to write a, a paper about him. And I was right. I was right. The brilliance of Tarantino, the controversy. Nothing says a movie line like, What? Do they speak English and what, motherfucker? Say what again? I love that. I. Samuel L. Jackson took an impediment. He had a speech impediment, a really bad stutter, and. but could say motherfucker so well. And I think from, I read somewhere from saying motherfucker so many times, it helped him fix his speech impediment. You know, just a little motherfucker right there. You know what I mean? Say what again, motherfucker. And that's why he says it so well. Some people say it in a different way. You know, Joe Pesci says, motherfucker. So he's saying mutter, mutter. You know, I don't know, like he's Bambi running through the mutter, mutter. That movie disturbed me. <laughs> I hated that movie. You know, I remember my grandmother would bring over movies and she would test them out for us like we were Siskel and Ebert, my brother and I. The other one, he was too little to understand. And she'd say, if you if you like it, you can keep it. And she brought over Bambi one day and we fucking hated it because the mother gets killed. And I told someone once and they said, well, you know, that's part of nature. I said, I don't fucking care. That's part of nature. You're not going to. They they were defending Bambi and man and his father, who was very absentee, you know, and flipper, flipper, (laughs) thumper and all of them. You know, talking about getting Twitter painted and shit like that. Yeah, I don't think so. We'll be back after these messages. I'm back. Of course, where else would I go? It's Friday night. It's a different change in events. You know what I mean? Today was... eh. Yeah, it was eh. Well, it was good when I got off work. I mean, that's the only good thing. <laughs> Family and friends. And now I'm alone with my thoughts, pondering the direction of this show. So we're just going to talk about film, people. We're going to talk about why Betty Davis did not like to work with Clark Gable. Clark Gable, the king of Hollywood. He was called the king. Supposedly, this is according, Betty Davis can't be reached right now. She's off floating somewhere. She wouldn't work with him because his foreskin stunk. I guess he wasn't circumcised. You know, could you imagine Meryl Streep saying to De Niro, hey, Bobby, I can't work with you till you get until um, you get circumcised. <laughs> you know, but, you know. Dustin Hoffman would do it. He's a method actor. He would do it. He'd say, you want me to circumcise it? I'll do it myself, damn it. He'll go get a Bowie knife, you know? I mean, he'll take a little off the top. (laughs) Yeah. These films, I mean, you know, and Dustin Hoffman is a brilliant, brilliant actor. I don't know. I hear he's a little fucked up. 
Of course, anyone who said, I am the sole survivor of Custard's last stand. What's interesting about him, I think you think of all these characters that he played, how it began with The Graduate. And then Meryl Streep and him did Kramer versus Kramer. When's the Oscar for Kramer versus Kramer? Supposedly. Okay, not supposedly. This did happen. So he's very methody. And he threw, I guess, a glass against the wall. It was an, I don't know if it wasn't a prop glass, because apparently the shards hit Meryl Streep in the chest. So she said after that she didn't want to work with him again. Now, Meryl Streep loves everybody, but Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, I don't know. Probably also because, you know, top billing in terms of height, she's top billing and he's, you know, to the side. <laughs> he needs lifts in those shoes, you know? Even Bogey. Bogey was not very tall. I love Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart, you did not fuck with. You just didn't. And... Hey, and he had, and he was, and he was friends with everybody. You know, he fought for people. Like they had this weird, this stupid law, very kind of racist law in Hollywood for especially black stars and Hispanic stars. And Bogey would basically, you know, fight for them. So they have as much right to live here as we do. Come on. That's why I don't like that one silent actor, Harold Lloyd, with the glasses. Is because he was a big racist piece of shit. He was. So, okay. You know who was a major anti-Semite was Bing Crosby. Um, Maybe that's why he didn't do any duets with Sammy Davis Jr. I don't know. Can't ask Sammy, you know. He's a fellow Sagittarius. I mean, I could try. And, you know, and then you look at today's film history. You look at The Avengers. Hot pieces of ass. Great actors. Is there method acting going on? I don't know. Hey, Thanos, why don't you just pretend, you know, don't snap your fingers now. Snack them. Snap them every time. I was um, with some people the other day, and I started snapping my fingers like Thanos. And then I switched it up and I said, oh, I'm Iron Man. They said, Iron Man didn't do that. And I said, well, obviously you didn't see the new movie. And I and the embargo is lifted. We can talk about it. We can talk about what this Avengers film, this was the best. This Avengers film is like winning Jeopardy 27 times. Yeah, it truly is. He's He is leaving people in the sunset as the Avengers leave Avatar in the sunset. It's perfect. Am I going to see the new Aladdin movie? No. Maybe if I'm dragged to it. We'll be back after these messages. You know, there's so many idiosyncrasies to film. Like when Paul Newman touches his nose in the sting, you know, or Barbara Streisand parts Robert Redford's hair when he was really good looking. Now, I don't know. If you saw Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you would understand thinking, the fuck? That's Robert Redford? 
Oh my god. Talk about mm. You know, and I'm not talking no shit. But that poor guy, he looks like he needed some an exfoliant, you know, maybe a mud mask or two, maybe a nice gay to fix his face a little bit. No plastic surgery. Come on. No. I mean, and then even the stars back then, if they had it, they didn't talk about it. You know, I, I read somewhere where Lucille Ball, I don't think she wanted a facelift. So what she would do is she wore this wig and toward the end of her life would have like uh, strings in her face so that they would pull her eyebrows back. You know, I mean, that's the way to do it. I would do it that way if I could find a big red wig like she had, you know, I read that somewhere. You know, Marlena Dietrich claimed if you wore a, th- a fine gold chain that would hide your double chin <laughs> or chins and then how the cameraman lit you, you know, you were lit from within. Yeah. I mean, a lot of you are referencing these old stars from Madonna's Vogue. That's cute. That's not the way to do it. I mean, yes, Joan Crawford is not mentioned in the song. And why should she be? Although I'm sure someplace in her very cold, cold, not relevant heart, Madonna has some love for Joan Crawford, you know? I mean, she knows what it's like to be a mommy dearest, too. If you've ever seen the documentaries with Madonna and her kids, you can tell it's rehearsed. You can tell it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm so cool. I don't let them watch TV. Bullshit. If they have internet, they can watch it. Yeah. And and they've got money, you know? It's so cute when people with money are like, well, we're so above everybody. You're just stupid. And it's like, no. When you were living in Michigan, watching television every night, Wanting to be on Star Search, American Bandstand. So don't knock TV. I love Rosie O'Donnell because she would tell Madonna that she was just going to adopt Lourdes and take her to her house and have her watch all that fucking TV, you know? I've, I, I think a lot of us are like, you can see why um, Rocco rebelled. Is because I think he was getting tired of, oh, you can't watch TV, you can't do this. He's like, fuck it. My dad's a movie star, movie, movie director. I'll go to daddy's house. He shoots shit. And he does, you know? He shoots shit. As I say that, I'm looking at this really cute little toy sports car that's on the table right now. Oh, a really good chasing. And it just made me think of the French connection. Probably the greatest part in the movie, besides everything else. So we're going to let Carrie Fisher explain it, because she loved um, Gene Hackman. Thank you. Hello, I'm Carrie fucking Francis Fisher. When I was a teenager, there was Bullet with um, that guy that likes to beat chicks. What's his name? Oh, God. I don't know. But anyway, and then there was The French Connection, starring Gene fucking Hackman and Roy Schneider. I think so. That car chase 
is extraordinary. It was before Star Wars. They weren't flying cars or they were flying off those fucking rails. As the train just proceeded on, it was like something out of a music video. I just couldn't believe it. My mother, Debbie Reynolds, was like, oh, my goodness, all that for drugs? And I said, mother, it's the aesthetics of a great car chase. And there's Gene Hackman running over everybody, bulldozing them like he's Cruella fucking DeVille. I'm Carrie Fisher, and this has been a movie moment. Thank you, Carrie Fisher. Like TCM, these are the movie stars in your life. (laughs) We'll be back. And we're back. There are certain movies that I can't stand. The Aquaman, especially. Jason Momoa, good-looking man. Not a great actor. Unless it's Game of Thrones and you can't fucking understand what he's saying without captions. 30 years ago today. Talk about an epic. The third, and it should have been the final... Indiana Jones film was released. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with Sean Connery as his father, Henry Jones, seen here. A film filled with so many whimsical moments. Nazis, 007 as daddy, when funny enough, him and uh, Sean Connery and Harrison Ford are only a couple of years apart. How he birthed him, I don't know. Only in a cinematic universe near you. But, you know, they were fighting Nazis. Um, the, the cup of Christ. They were fighting aging, because, you know. Those movies, screens don't fill themselves. Gotta get some Botox. And, and Sean wasn't wearing a toupee, which is good. Toward the 2000s, he was really... He was wearing those toupees, you know, like a hairless cat on a cold day. Come on. It's like, Sean, we know you're bald. It's great. I always thought he was good looking. I still do. I thought out of all the Bonds... Yes, Daniel Craig. You know, when you have a former Mr. Universe, and he was, as your James Bond... You you've you've hit the jackpot, and and he's Scottish. I love the Scots. You know, Bond, James Bond. Oh my God, and he's and he's got that accent. You know, it's just marvelous. Um, in two thousand six, he was given the uh, AFI Lifetime Achievement, and Harrison Ford called him Dad. It was cute. And after that, he never acted again. And when they did finally do Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, um, he they killed him off, which kind of pissed me off. It's like, you can't kill him off. He's forever, bitch. But they did. And, it, you know, 30 years ago, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade came out. Should have been the last one. 
I wanted a fourth one, yes. And then when we got the fourth one, it was like, that's it. But it tied up loose ends, you know, just like tonight. I want to give a cup of shut the fuck up to people that think it's amusing when I'm trying to be honest and sincere. Fuck you too, bitch. You know, I signed that out of good faith. You go fucking laugh at me, whatever. So unpleasant dreams until next time.